Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome back, everyone. We are here for another 6, 8, 10, 12, however many weeks it takes us to get through this next part of social media in 2015. You know, just, what, a couple months ago we started on this journey of making sure we had our Facebook, Twitter, everything up to date and current, and now this is just the next natural progression. And when I put together the first part, I hadn't really planned on this, but it just as I saw what some of you were working on and you kept asking me questions about it, it was just the natural that we we do this one. So we know gotta have content to post on social media. Just just the way it is. We don't wanna be the one spamming. We don't wanna just post, you know, stuff from the onion and all the crazy places. We want real, meaningful, engaging things. Social media is a lead attraction strategy, so you need some really good, meaty stuff. Now, Brad's been working on his blog, and so, Brad, I know you're going to love this next thing because I'm going to keep pushing you to dig deeper. Judy, you've got, we're just getting started on the direction you're going, but We'll be using these first couple sessions to really be brainstorming where where you're going to see your progress go for the end result of this program or this course, because who knows where you may want to take it after this. Reverend Brawler, you know I've been on your case for goodness. We've been brainstorming some of this for years. This is the perfect opportunity to get a good info book going, info product type thing. You know, we've tossed around cookbook. We've tossed about, you know, kind of a after you're married tip booklet. Let's get it done, Paula. The other Paula, there's, there's so much we can be doing with your area, too, with the music, your voice, tips how to hire you. All of you have, I know we've got a couple coaches on the line. These are some things we're going to be flushing out this first week, really. And, again, you know, I tend to over put too much out here, and then we have to kind of take a break so everybody can catch up. Goal for the program is you will have about five or six articles created that will blend together as a natural progression into a book, a booklet. It doesn't have to be a million pages. It could be 20 pages. It could be 10 pages. Just a nice little tip booklet. You'd be able to take that and maybe teach it your very first e-course, teach some podcasts, have have it as an autoresponder series. Lots of different ways. So be very open-minded. And if you've been writing, look at what you've already created and maybe you can 
merge some of these things to become a booklet, a series of articles. That's what we're going to be working on. So this is really going to be, again, on content marketing. If you've been to my retreat, you've heard me talk about this. It's nothing new. It's just maybe something you learned at one of my retreats for a couple of you, and you did nothing with it because you were too busy taking action on all the other things you were learning at the retreat. Or you weren't, you know, it's, it's just a natural progression. When I started my business, the first coach I actually hired was a writing coach. And I really enjoyed working with her. I had to learn to go from academic writing to what I would consider more a pleasurable, different. it was just a whole different type of writing. And she introduced me to um, Milana Lashinsky, Coaching Millions, went to my first coaching conference from that, met my mastermind partner, who we've been masterminding ever since, since October 2008, every week we mastermind. And it's just been really, you know, it's just that first content marketing was the first one I started with. So, again, we're going to be, I'm going to be teaching you how to create the articles. I'll be sharing as we go through various article types of formats and showing you some examples how you can take one idea and turn it into various different platforms, different types of articles, depending on how you want to you know, share it. When you get ready to write an article, some things I want you to think about. You know, you see people spending a lot of money for ads in the newspaper. But, you know, and I was all about, and I still am all about staying debt-free, as debt-free as you can stay for your business. You can pay to advertise in the local newspaper or you can get printed, an article published. I chose article writing because it was free. Yes, it was my time, but you still have to read and proof an ad also. I initially was published in the women, there was a magazine here at the grocery store, so I, I encourage you to look at what's at your grocery store, what's free, and start there. If you're a member of a chamber, join the chamber. I was published in the Chamber, the Women of, women of Onslow County, uh, the Business Journal, some of those types of free things that you, you get because of your membership or that are in the grocery store. That's how I started. There's some other places you may want to publish. E-zine articles is very popular, self-growth. And again, we'll be getting into identifying your dream target list to this week, today. Some success my clients have had. Had a client, she wrote an article. She was a real estate agent. She got it published in the weekly, you know, every Sunday newspaper has got that huge, like, two, three-inch thick realty magazine. She got an article published in there. Again, getting published is free. It delivers your expertise. It's a lead attraction. People clip out those articles. They keep them. She got an article published. They asked if she'd like a weekly column in the magazine. She didn't have to pay for advertising. I've had my articles be the catalyst for somebody picking up the phone and saying, I just read your article. Will you come speak to our lunch group, our business group? 
You just never know the opportunities that these articles will provide you. One of my first articles on networking, or I'm sorry, business card etiquette, I received, it was on e-zine articles. It's one of the many places it was published. And a printing printer, guy who owned a printing business, who printed business cards, contacted me and asked if he could give a copy of that article to everyone who ordered a box of business cards from him. Of course I said yes. So again, let the articles highlight your expertise, show off what you're doing. Let it provide that, you know, anybody can pay for an ad, but how many people can get published? That's why we do article writing, content marketing. Don't overthink blog post article writing. Your articles, when you write an article, you can put it on a blog. You can piece parts of it daily or weekly into your blog, part one, part two, part three. You don't need to give the whole, if you've got a seven tips for wowing and closing a sale, each day or each week could be a different tip. You don't need to post the whole thing at once. You could put it in your newsletter. I hope you're all doing newsletters, and I will probably throw in here a call on newsletters because I am up, I've updated the newsletter program, e-course, newsletters. As you know, I said I took the um, tips, business card etiquette, and put it on a rack card. Maybe you're going to do a tip article, put it on a rack card. One of my clients, Melissa, did some tips on how to start a business aboard a military installation. That was an article. She took those tips and put them on a rack card and left them at our small business center for other people who were in there possibly seeking advice on starting a business who lived on base. Great way to share what you know. Take each of those little tips or snippets and share as your social media post. Again, Twitter, you're only going to have 140 characters, so you just tip one in a few words with the URL going to your blog, going to wherever that article is at. It could become the content for a media release, so we will be going over media releases. I would love to see you all doing at least one media release a month. And again, Brad, I'm going to pick on you, and it's not really picking. It's just poking it at what I know you're doing. When you get ready to host your, I saw you post your next Feed the Community event, that's a, that's a reason to do a media release and get it out to the public. Get it in front of your local newspapers. So we'll be going over media releases. Again, infographs, I'll be showing you how to take that article, certain little word, go on over to Fiverr, have somebody create an infograph or create your own. Turning it into a video, again, take that article, highlight parts. We can turn it into a PowerPoint. I got a guy on Fiverr who does that for me. Again, lots of ways to recycle this article. And again, then we're going to, at the end, Take all the articles you've created, and we're going to do a little ebook, special report. And when I say a little, I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean we're not going to 
probably do a 500-page ebook. We're doing a small ebook, under 30 pages, probably, probably under 20, maybe not, depending on. And I'll show you how to take an article and turn a series of articles and turn them into an ebook. Real easy peasy. It, it again, it's don't overthink all of this. Sometimes people think it's going to be so daunting of a task, and then when I sit down with them, and it's like, okay, da 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 da, and they're like, oh, I could have. I'm like, yeah. And we'll take these this series and figure out how to turn it into a teleclass or a workshop. Could be a workshop at your chamber, a workshop for your women's group online workshop, something. Take it bigger. Again, developing your expertise, it's a lead attraction strategy. So those are all the fun things you can expect. I would like your articles, excuse me, to be a minimum of 400 words, 450. If possible, you will need to look and pay attention to each of the places you submit articles. Easing article used to be like 250, and then they went up to either 400 or 450 words. I'll have to double check that for you. But they have upped it to improve the quality of the articles and the content. When you're writing your articles, let what inspires you guide you. If you are sitting at the computer and it's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to type? Step away. Go work out. Go do something. It's not going to happen that minute. Keep a little tablet or a book, notebook. Um, maybe if you're one of my people, you got a little book on the um, Bright Ideas notebook in the mail recently. When you see something that gets under your skin or something you think you need to write about, jot it down. Upcoming article ideas, something to that effect. So that way when you sit down, you've got some inspiration. If there's something really ugh, bugging you, just sit down. You'll be able to knock out an article, the rough draft, in about 20 minutes, maybe not even 20 minutes, if it's something you're fired up about. And then after you do that, you would maybe then go back and have either your virtual assistant or you would do some research on maybe some heavy-duty terms. But again, it's going to depend on where you're going to post this article. So let's talk about getting ready to, to write. You have to know who you're writing to. I had one of my mastermind members send me a wonderful article. It was a couple thousand words. had nothing to do with his business. And I said, where are you sending it? He's like, I don't know. He, he didn't know why. I mean, he wrote this really nice article, but he has no clue what to do with it after that. So, and I will be getting this out to you this afternoon, this handout. You need to really des decide who your ideal client is. Think about what do they look like? Where do they live? Where do they shop? What are their hobbies? And you've probably worked on this with me or another coach. What's the education level of your client? You need to know some of these things so you know what level to write to. 
And what's the income of your client? What books are they reading? What magazines do they read? Because guess what? You want to be published in those magazines. If they read National Enquirer, then come up with something that we can put in National Enquirer. But if they're reading Women's World, Cosmo, um, oh, what's that one? I already forgot. I tell I don't read a lot of women's magazines. Uh, first, there was one that was for women over 40. That was kind of like a Cosmo. I can't remember what it is. I finally stopped getting it, but you'll start thinking about the magazines where they are reading, what you want to read. And then part of your exercise is going to be to draw your ideal client because you've got to be able to visually recognize them. And just as important as knowing who your ideal client is, is knowing who they are not, who are not your ideal clients. And again, that's where the education level may come in. So again, what do they look like? If they're, you know, down-to-earth, gardening types, um, you know, Brad's Feed the Community, you know, he wants to attract the corporate sponsors who can pay the sponsorship, but he also wants to attract people who maybe will be volunteers cooking and handing out the meals. So he's got to know where are these people at? Who's going to be attracted to that? And Brad, you've got several. I mean, you can go with the sales angle, which you've been doing really good with sales strategies. So then you want to look at who would hire you to teach some sales training. Is it What's the age group? What income? Those are all very important. Judy, you've got the small business owners. So you need to focus that too on it. They've got to be able to pay you. They've got to appreciate you. So they've probably been in business a while. So really think about who your ideal client is. And then, and this is kind of the fun one, what problem do you solve for your client? And this, again, is laying the foundation so you know what you're going to write. What problems do you solve? Judy, what problems do you solve for your client? I'm, I'm just putting her on the spot. and She's probably multitasking and like, uh-oh, I got called on. You're correct. You're correct. I'm here. I'm sorry. I was multitasking. What um, problems do you solve for your clients? Oh, I do. I solve their time management. Really, um, they don't have time. They so I solve that for them. I do what they can't. I do what they do not like. Uh huh. I do what they don't know how to do. I do what they know how, but they don't do well. And I get it done quickly and correctly the first time, or not always the first time. Sometimes we have to go back and do a redo, but um, for the most part. And um, that's what I do. And I'm going to push you to one more to think about. You do what they know how to do, but what prevents them from operating in their zone of genius. Exactly, exactly. He's <laughs> in my mastermind and we're reading The Big Leap. And that is a big one for people to give up what they love to do, know how to do, but that's keeping them from being able to operate in your zone of genius. I love creating mm-hmm. programs. 
I love writing, I love teaching, but if I'm doing all my own info product or infograph creation and some of the newsletter content, I don't like putting it on paper. It's never going to happen. But I can delegate that. There's research that I know I can type out an article, and then it's like, but I need to know this, this, and this. I can delegate that to my team so I can move on to the next thing I want to create. So be smart. And you really, I think one of the big things business owners have to realize in order to stay in business and grow is you cannot do everything. And I remember early on somebody saying, I don't care if you have $10 left over, you invest that $10 in somebody that can help you do something. And, you know, between Elance, Fiverr, you can find some somebody who will work for that $10 very graciously. And as you continue to grow, then you can add more into your budget to delegate. But when you're delegating, it doesn't mean you're always off playing hooky. Sometimes it may. And I love when I feel like I'm away from my desk maybe playing hooky and knowing that work is still being done. I've got my team still working on things, and I'm able to relax a little bit. So that's another problem you solve for your clients, Judy, is you give them an opportunity to relax and de-stress. That's exactly true. I just signed a client the other day, and it wasn't that she couldn't. She knew how. She knows how to do many things. She's very talented. She simply didn't have any family time and found herself working from probably 5 in the morning until 10 o'clock at night, and this was not acceptable to her family or to her, for that matter, and that's why she brought me on her team. Awesome. Mhm. And like you said before, you'll be writing. I hope you're taking notes now, but if not, I'll be jogging your memory. But these are problems you solve, and don't think of problem as a negative. Think of it as a positive in this instance. And again, then you're going to be refining this list because. I just want you to dump and have fun with this when you start putting them down. And then as you go through the homework, you'll be refining it down to probably about 10, excuse me, 10 problems, 10 things you do, you solve, you you help satisfy whatever the word is you want to use. And these will become what you write about, at least for right, right now. And it's always going to be changing because we're always changing, you know, Life is changing. Mm-hmm. But it is a neat, you know, it's almost like even when you just say reduce stress, that can go into so many bullets under that by freeing up time, by taking the ugly away so they can concentrate. You know, if Judy handles some of my people I don't want to deal with because I don't like them. They're rude. They're ugly. They were nice when they hired me. <laughs> and then they turned bridezilla, and it's like, if I'm spending all that mental energy on their nastiness, it's taking away from how I can deliver and write somebody else's project. It's very, you know, draining. 
So delegate those things. I had one gal for a while, Cindy, who used to, she would forbid me to return phone calls. She says, give me those people. You'll end up giving everything away free because you'll fall for their sob story. And she was right, I would. So she would call and feel them out and give them the sales talk and would never hear from them again. But she saved me from giving it away for free. So have those kind of gatekeepers. Have those are the things, you know, you could even say, Judy, one problem you solve, you save them money. <laughs> you don't let yes. them keep giving their work away for free. Yeah. So think about all of these, these things as you're writing your list. And even, kind of confusing, we've got two Paulas in here. Paula with the, I don't know, Paula, the other Paula can sing too. But Paula in Canada with the beautiful voice. What problems do you solve? Well, not everybody can sing, so you provide beautiful when they can't. You probably de-stress. You probably relax. You probably, you know, create a memory. Just think about what you do and how it's helping people. And so then, after you've created this list, and I've got you going through it a couple times to jog your memory, and it's almost like anything. As you are going about the week, you're probably going to come back and add more to it, which is fine. It's your list. And it's good to have ideas. And you'll meet people and say, oh, my gosh, I need to write on that, or I need to talk about that. That's the beauty, again, of building your expertise. These articles will help you. Sh the people who are, I call them the fence sitters, they're like, well, I want to hire you, but. Well, then they start reading, and they see you are the expert, and they want your help. There's lots of virtual assistants. Some of them are charging, oh, my gosh, fees that just make me like, Wow. You're charging that, and then they'll do a post on Facebook. Oh, I just learned about a hashtag, or I just learned how to, I can't remember what the one did one day on Twitter, and it was just like, you've been touting you do social media, and you didn't know that. I've known that for like four years. Mm -hmm. So when you know your, look at what your competition's doing, and I bet most of them are not doing content marketing. I can about guarantee most are not, unless they've worked with me. You know, Janine, that goes, um, that's so true what you just said. And also, I'm going back to what you said earlier about, you know, people will work for the $10 job very eagerly. I've been contacted by quite a few people. They don't sign contracts with me. I call them drop-ins. We do just like one project. But maybe they're a small business owner, and all they have, is $20, and they just want, oh, I don't know, maybe a timeline cover, or they want something designed or something proofread so they can publish it to start their business. Um, I'm your $10 girl. I mean, you know, because if I do one job right the first time, they will return. But there's a lot of people out there that said that they've contacted in the virtual assistant world who will not work for that. And knowing that could be one thing that sets you apart. Mm -hmm. That's one of the problems you solve. You do drop-ins. 
Yeah. And you have a certain little program for that. Yeah. You know, almost That's kind right. of like as you, as I start to bundle sometimes, I'll be like, okay, you can buy one session or you can buy four. Which would you like to do and bank them? Right, right. But the newsletter will help you, and this, which, you know, the content we're working on, you'll start your newsletter, will give you, you'll add them to your list, and we'll keep them coming back, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. if I explain that correctly. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes people want to start out little. And I know in my industry a lot of times they'll say, oh, no, sell the highest price thing first. Now, I have learned when they talk about product funnel, people typically do not move from a low end to a high end. If they come in low end, they stay low end. If they come in high end, they stay high end. It's just been my observation with it. But how women come into my programs and how men come into my programs. And it's a mindset of spending money versus investing. So interesting. It is. It it really is. And it's, you know, that you just have to respect where the people are at, too. I will never. I worked with someone, and I saw a lot of people went to one of his conferences in Vegas recently. He was the first huge coach I dropped over five grand to work with. And it was a group coaching program. And it was he taught nothing that I didn't already learn from somebody else. But the one thing I did learn that I will never use was how to tell somebody to tap into their 401k to pay me. And when he was teaching that, I thought, there is no way. Because that so goes against, if you, you know, no, 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 that's not me. And the other one was if they say they have to ask their spouse, get the credit card number, Tell them you'll run it in the morning if you haven't heard from them. To me, that's very disrespectful. As someone who was married at the time when I was in that program and having a spouse who had paid for that expensive program, I felt that even at my age and having been, you know, on my own raising my family, that certain, you know, when you're looking at five, ten grand, that is a family, husband, wife decision. I know people have bought even just investing 500 with me was a husband, wife decision. And I totally respect that. I would never have that attitude. And maybe that's the difference of just how we're raised. The, you know, I don't know. So I don't even know how I got on that tangent, but, you know. People, you know, have different spending and investing habits. So that's where that all comes in. And you have to recognize it, honor it. And if they only, you know, are starting out that first, you know, couple months or even first couple years or have somebody on vacation, you know, hey, it's money for you. It's it's giving you more things to add to your portfolio of things you've done. So as we're going to, one of the big key items 
for your content marketing, and it, it carries over also into you know your social media posts, which are the keywords. What are your keywords for your industries? Easiest way to do that, you know, keywords really, think of hashtags. You probably already know a whole bunch off the top of your head. And don't forget your city, your county, your state are keywords. I live in North Carolina, so a big keyword is Carolina. Just Carolina. They may get South Carolina, they may get North Carolina. Just do Carolina. I live in Jacksonville. You know how many Jacksonvilles are in the United States? We've got Jacksonville, Florida. And people automatically assume I'm in Florida. And I'm like, no. But if you only use that city, and I'm thinking probably Omaha, is, you know, Nebraska is probably the only Omaha in the United States. I don't know. But there's a lot of Jacksonvilles. There's a lot of, you know, sometimes there's a repeat. So if you only use that city, guess what? You've just expanded your search of who may find you. There is no reason for any of you on this call to be only a local business. With the Internet, you can be global. That's where having some of these info products, Paula having a CD of your music, the other Paulas, even all of us could have CDs with some of our products. I used to give out CDs instead of business cards for quite a while with some of my coaching recordings and programs. So again, that's just thinking out of the box. But the keywords again are going to be what your niche market would put into that search bar and use to to find you. Are they Googling virtual assistant? Are they Googling help, admin help, uh, sales help, coaching? What are they looking for? And again, just start, you know, I'll have in the handout, just start making your list. What are some of your keywords? Look on over to, um, if you go to like e-zine articles and do a search, or even sometimes on LinkedIn, you can tell what keywords other people are using. You may want to go to um, like Google AdWords is a good one to use. Even with Facebook, it can tell you some of the keywords. If you use Traffic Travis, Traffic Travis, there's a free version. And I used to use it several years ago, so I'm going to have to reacquaint myself with it. But I used to be able to find the keywords of like Action Coach used to always pull up ahead of me in all the search results. And so I had to go in there and it showed me what their keywords were. Now, I do not think it's ethical to keyword stuff, and I think you will get kicked off Google. They've picked up on this. I heard somebody saying to do it for a resume last week, and I just bit my tongue. But you would do type all these keywords in your document and then you know run the cursor over to highlight to change the font and make the font white so nobody could see them, but the computer crawler could see them. I honestly don't think that's legal or ethical. So I don't promote doing it. But you need to know what, you know, start working on your keywords. For anybody in North Carolina, of course it's North Carolina, Carolina. We're on the East Coast, Most several people here on the call. So we're Eastern North Carolina. You could put beach 
North Carolina. You know, right now you could probably use the word shark in North Carolina. Somehow pull that into your writing and think about how your articles would pop up in the search results. I'm working on an article right now. Um, one of my assistants just got the research done late last week. And it's on resume writing and obituaries, what they have in common. And I do a little play on that. But just using keywords obituaries in North Carolina or obituaries will pull up a lot of people. A lot of people, you know, will see it. So keywords, you're going to really need to take some time and think about your keywords. And those are going to be, you know, what you eat. Keywording, and I, I kind of hesitate here, keywords used to be you could kind of keyword stuff. You're going to want keywords in your title, keywords throughout each paragraph. Easing articles, again, I love easing articles. I couldn't even tell you how many I've got over there. I think over 100. Might be like 139, I don't really remember. But they cracked down several years ago on if you have too many keywords in your article, they will flag it and say, yeah, you got too many keywords. You need to take some of these out. So if I'm doing something really big on Facebook or social media and I'm using that word over and over, sometimes they'll say, uh, take some of them out. You've got way too many. That's called keyword stuffing. So it's really finding that balance and paying attention. Don't overly get concerned about the Google Analytics because you'll drive yourself nuts and never accomplish anything because you're so focused on figuring out Google Analytics that you don't do anything. But you do have to kind of pay attention to what they're doing. Easy and articles used to give, and anywhere you posted an article used to give you really high SEO, search engine optimization. And it changed where you don't get the easy and doesn't pull up anymore because they considered that kind of um, stuffing, article content stuffing. So if you're going to post over to your blog and you might want to switch things up a little bit, but for the most part, I don't get that worried about it. And if you're going to have different audiences, like if I'm, you're writing maybe for a business journal or um, an association magazine, you may be a little more techie, and then for your blog, you just take out some of that. You could swap out the titles, rearrange just a little bit, not rewriting it. But again, I'm going to show you how to take pretty much the same topic and make it into different articles so that you're not you know, shooting yourself in the foot by just posting the same thing everywhere. We've gone over knowing your niche, ideal client, got to know who they are, what problems you solve, and keywords. But we're not done yet. What are, where are you going to submit these articles? you got to work on that this week, too. You need to know about the demographics on some of these places. So I'm going to be giving you some... Some homework, I want you to think about the online directories where you may want to submit, like easing articles, self-growth, self some of
local print? What's your local newspaper, your local chamber? Do they have a local business journal or something? Maybe a, um, you know, we're military community. We've got the military officer wives, you know, um, newsletters. What national print magazines would you like to get into? I just get thrilled and tickled to death when I have somebody. It seems like uh, Women's World Magazine, several coaches I know or women have been published in Women's World. Just little snippets. And I just, you know, want to jump up and down when I see it. I'm so proud of them. I was, you know, quoted in... USAA magazine, which is for military insurance company. Maybe you want to write for AARP. Holidays are coming up. All the companies are going to start wanting product ideas for the holidays. So, again, think about online directories. And I used to have a list of probably 50 online marketing directories. Local print for your area. If you need help with that, I've got an assistant that's good at pulling up that. Your national print, one of my bakery clients was getting ready to go to, she was small business person of the year, and then she was getting ready to take two of her team members to go to Sweden. And we did a media release announcing both of those, and we went to three national cake decorating magazines. We went national, international with, you know, the media releases. We went local. We went all over the world with that. We were so proud of her. And then also the online joint venture newsletters. Who do you know that would be willing to let you write an article for their newsletter? When I first did my newsletters, and I haven't done this in years, but I actually um, – I did it two ways to pay. I would have people could pay like $5 and have a small ad in my newsletter. And I also let them pay to put an article in my newsletter. And sometimes I would just do it for free. <clears throat> and then we would, you know, a joint venture, we each would do that for each other, sharing the list. Again, that's a great way to help grow your list is to be in somebody else's. So I'm going to encourage you as we go through this and you start setting up your newsletters to extend an invitation to each other to share content. Because you know what? It reduces your stress of having to come up with the content every time. And then if you know of anybody doing print newsletters, you know, maybe the PTA or your homeowners association has a newsletter, your favorite animal rescue group, someone. I've even done quarterly print newsletters and had great ROI on that. So you'll start thinking about who you could piggyback on with the newsletters. Now, when you're looking at your favorite magazines, because, again, that's where knowing where your ideal client is. I remember reading an Inc. magazine and just looking in the back at the um, advertisements, and Allie Brown had an ad for Shine. And this was, of course, several years ago because she hasn't done Shine in the last couple of years. And it just kind of like, wow, she's advertising in Shine. 
so know where your people read. Do they read, you know, Reader's Digest? And, and it's all going to depend on a budget. If you don't have, you know, if you're not in the black yet with your business, then please do not pay for anything that's going to cost a lot of money. You know, I would say a good proofreader isn't a good investment. A virtual assistant who proofreads, that's probably one of the first I started with. You know, and I still use Fiverr a lot for things, even though I have my team. Sometimes I know I've got them already busy doing other things, so I'll just run it over to Fiverr because there's, there's a gal over there that I like that does really good work. So, you know, and, and even when I started, and I used to have like six places every article would go, and I had a group from India that would put the, post them out. And I had paid somebody here in the United States 15 an hour and then when she left and I turned it over to these guys in India for $3 a week to do all of that, that saved me a lot of time. And they said, oh, well, none of these passwords work. And when I went back and looked, she hadn't done anything. And at $15 an hour, I didn't think I should have to follow up on her. I mean, I wasn't paying her minimum wage. This was a long time ago. So, you know, know your budget. And yes, content marketing, article writing takes time. But again, you're developing your expertise. You're not having to pay for an advertisement, which is going to give you the expert status, paying for an ad or having an article published. That article. And don't forget to look at your alumni um, groups. Your alumni might have a college magazine or newsletter, and that could be somewhere. I was asked to be a columnist for my alumni group for Park University and share tips. So don't dismiss them. They might be somewhere that only, you know, every now and then takes an article. And when I started doing content marketing for the chamber, after they start, at first, like I would say, the first six months, they, I was in there every month. Then other people picked up and started hearing me talk about content marketing, and they started submitting articles. So then it kind of dropped off, you know, because they had to share the space with other people. So I kind of stopped doing it as much with them. But it did get me noticed. It was, you know, when somebody comes up and says, I've been following you, I've been reading everything you do, I'm so glad I got to meet you here. And that's really wow, and it shows it works. It is working. So that will be your homework for the this week, is to really figure out who your ideal client is, what problems you solve, what the keywords are for your industry, for the markets you're going to be writing, and then figuring out where you're going to submit the articles online, local print, national print. Don't be afraid to go national. And then the JV newsletters where you can joint venture with people. So it might seem like a lot of work, but it is the foundation. Use, you know, you know who on social media engages with you, who, which ones are bringing you the people. And, you know, what you write for LinkedIn, you may not post somewhere else. Each has its kind of own set at times. 
but don't, you know, don't don't think small, don't play small. I think that's one of the beauties of writing is you can really um, just kind of get out there and, you know, it's not like you're having to say anything. But, again, toward the end, as we're wrapping this all together, you'll see how you can use this as a basis for some of your speaking engagements, things, classes you may want to teach. So start thinking about a theme. Like I said, we're going to try to do about six articles. So what would you like that theme to be around? You could pick a topic. You know, Judy, you mentioned time management seems to be the big one. So maybe that's it, time management. How the benefits of hiring a virtual assistant. I save you time. And then you talk about, I reduce stress because I take these, I can handle these phone calls, these clients, this whatever. I can be your client care manager and reduce stress. Another article could be then on, I help you, I love your get out from behind the curtain or be center stage and I'm behind the curtain, whatever that is, and talk about the social media piece. And then another one could be, you know, I'm your your mystery shopper or your your errand girl or, you know. But each one could be showing a problem you solve and gently educating about a service you provide. And how, again, the benefit to that client. So at the end, they have like six articles with six different services you provide and how it's all going to benefit them. Does that make sense? Is the clear or muddy? <laughs> yes, I was writing this down. Thank you. And that's the beauty of having the recording, too, because I know sometimes I do talk fast, and I have one client, she's like, when we do meet in person, she'll usually have about eight to ten pages of notes. Mm-hmm. So I much prefer when I'm with her, when I know we're doing some heavy-duty brainstorming to just record the call because she can't write fast enough and neither can I. And sometimes when you're writing, you lose everything else that I'm saying because I get on a roll. I have a client who say, you just explode with ideas and I can't keep up. <laughs> she says, so... That's the beauty of the recording. You can come back, listen to this again and again. But I look forward to seeing where you're going to go with this. So week two, we will be going over some various formats for article writing and how to write your resource box. Week three, I'll be talking about how to set up your blog and turn your article into an infograph, a video, and your social media content. So that one we're going to be busy on little pieces with that. Week four is I'll be teaching you about media releases. Week five, how to design your content calendar. And week six, turning these articles into info products. And each week I want you writing, so we'll be doing that too. And again, then we'll be talking also about how, you know, think about what would you like to give away at the holiday time. One of these articles may be a tip article that you put on a rack card. 
You may even choose to write an article about reducing stress during the holidays. That may be the theme of your articles, Judy. And then each one is one of these specific types of things. And then when you do a, a rack card, you're just giving the bullets. Tip one, tip two, tip three, or item one, item two. And then, you know, you, you kind of, the rack card's a teaser with these tips. And then they want to read the whole series. You could turn it into a, a um, teleclass or an e-course that you teach them the benefits of using a virtual assistant. I have one client who's a virtual assistant who's now at the stage, she's ready to teach others to be virtual assistants. So we're really working on pulling all of this. And it started with one little idea of, I'm just going to give away a template. And I'm like, no, you're going to now do this. And now she just moves. So it's like keep track of every stage through this moving, and that's a whole other course. You've got the portable business, and now you're teaching people how to be ready to move. Because again, people need to learn from, you know, it's easy. I always say, learn from my mistakes, and you won't have to make the same mistake. So, it will be a busy six weeks, but it will, at the end, if you've been able to keep up and do the articles, and again, I'm not saying all six articles or eight articles or how many you choose to do need to be fresh. Maybe you've already got something created. And not everything has to be, you know, 400 words, 450. But we'll be able to pull these together and I'll show you how to use them different ways to reach different results. It's all about the lead, lead attraction to get people to get new people, new leads, new customers, new clients. So, any questions? And Brad, I know you were probably on the line and I was trying to, my wonderful CenturyLink here, we've been having rain all day, so I do apologize if you were on the line and had to hang up. And Judy, thanks for hanging in there and texting me and everything, because I was, even when, I'm not in the 4G. I, you know, you'd think I lived in the, you know, like Alaska or something. But <laughs> when it rains, we get nothing here. No cell phone service, nothing. So, any questions? Any thoughts? Comments? Everyone good? I will be posting this. I just need to put a fancy little cover on it and add the traffic, Travis, and I will get this out to you over in the secret group. Everybody have a productive afternoon. And I will talk to you later. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.